Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you are the Almighty God, and there is none beside you. Lord, we pray as we come together round your word that you would speak, Lord. Lord, that you would speak into hearts and lives tonight. Lord, we realize that you do know every life in this room. Lord, you know every individual. Lord, you hear every cry uh, from every heart. And we do thank you that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ to set the captive free, to heal the broken in heart, to deliver the oppressed, Lord, to save the lost, to heal sick bodies, and bring peace to troubled minds. Lord, we ask tonight as we come to your precious word that you, Lord, would speak, Lord. Lord, give us ears to hear. Lord, do a mighty work in our midst tonight. May lives go out changed by the power of a risen Savior. We ask all these mercies in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Praise the Lord. One Samuel chapter 17, before we read, it's a very well-known chapter, and uh, I believe the Lord's just going to direct this uh, meeting uh, in a certain way tonight, just completely from what I've uh, prepared, but we're just going to trust the Lord. But I want to uh, speak tonight about uh, giants in your life, giants in your life, and I believe the Lord has just directed me. It's not what I prepared, so I'm going to trust the Lord that the Lord would just undertake tonight. But you're in this room tonight, and this is going to be very relevant to you just at the early part of this message, what I'm going to refer to. And this is a well-known individual in the Bible. His name was Goliath. He was the champion of the enemies of God, the Philistines. He was well-known, and he was feared by the people of God. The children of Israel were afraid. They lived in fear of this giant. This giant uh, threatened and terrorized the people of God, God's people. And God has purposed God's people. God has purposed his people not to live in fear. The Bible tells us that he's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the power of the cross and the power of the blood and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ delivers us from fear and delivers us from those giants that so often have uh, terrorized our lives in, in times past. But through Jesus Christ, the Bible says, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And the power that there is in the name of Jesus truly sets the captive free, truly releases those that are in bondage to fear and all manners of chains and sin and every type of addiction and every torment of the enemy. There is a power. That power is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And He truly sets the captive free. And this giant Goliath, we can, of course, and often we have, we have taken him as a type of an individual battle that you may in this room tonight be uh, up against some type of giant in your life, some type of up obstacle in your life that is terrorizing your, your life, terrorizing your mind, terrorizing your walk in God. Or if you're not even in this room saved tonight, it may be some sin, uh, some habitual sin, some fear of people, what they say, what they think of whether or not you will give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Goliath is a representation, if you like, of all of these things. He represents the, the obstacle in your way from coming through to victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And we read of him here in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 4 tells us that he was the champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And then we're told of his helmet of brass, his head, and his arm with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat, 5,000 shackles. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. His spear's head weighed 600 shackles of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and your servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and you will serve us and the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and they were greatly, greatly afraid. Now, I just want tonight, just by way of introducing this message, as we have touched on it already. This is a, a real story, a true account that happened in uh, Israel's time that there was a man, it was a real man, his name was Goliath. But Goliath is a representation of so much more than just a man who defied the armies of the Lord in this story. Right up to this very moment as we sit here tonight, the reality in so many lives in this room, not because I can see it on the outward, but in your life and in your experience, there are people sitting in this room tonight, and I sense it not only because the Spirit of God is quickening this to me as we are preaching, but in the spiritual realm that is in this room tonight, that there are people that are sitting among us, that are sitting in our midst, in the presence of God, and singing the songs of victory and the songs of Zion in this house tonight. But they don't know the reality and the power and the victory that there is in Jesus Christ. And why? Because they face the reality of their own Goliath. There is a giant in their life. It is a place that they know that they face a giant, a torment, a fear, a place that paralyzes them from moving forward into the victory that Jesus has for every individual in this room. Jesus has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Jesus Christ sets the captive free. Jesus breaks every chain. Jesus looses the captive from the prison house of sin. There is a man. Listen, Goliath said, find me a man. I thank God I have found the man and his name is Jesus. 
Jesus sets the captive free. He has come to deliver the oppressed, those that are bound and sin, those that are sick, those that are troubled in mind, those that are bound with demons tonight. And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, in this place, there are people that are bound with demons in this world. But Jesus, and through His name, has come to deliver those that are bound, even with demons, because He is the Almighty God and there's nobody like Jesus. You face a Goliath. You face a tormenting spirit. You have never really come to know what it is to be truly free in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know about this. You can even possibly tell us about the gospel story and how a man or a woman should be saved. The ABCs of the gospel. But the living reality and the experience of coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Deliverer. Paul said, He delivered me yesterday. He delivers me today. And praise be to Jesus, He'll keep me delivered tomorrow. That's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's some that sit among us tonight and the trouble and the torment and the fear of their Goliath. They face, they face the reality of a tormenting spirit or a spirit of fear or some type of fear that someone has put upon you. That you have to live the way that you're living. That you have to stay in the place of death and defeat. That you have to stay in a place of never coming through to the reality of knowing Jesus Christ as your victor and to be truly set free by the power of God. And tonight, if you're believing a lie in this room, I want to tell you the truth sets you free and the truth is Jesus Christ. So many live in a place of fear today. So many young people, listen, so many young people live in a place of fear. They live in that place because they are afraid. They are afraid of what their friends may say or not say. So many live in a place today because of past sins or a past life or, or, or things that have happened in their past that truly they're not able to let that go and to move forward in the Lord Jesus Christ and they're constantly being hindered from a Goliath or a giant of their past. Let me tell you something tonight about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west so far, He will remove my transgressions from me. And tonight my sins are under the blood and I'm free tonight in Jesus. Listen tonight, friends. The enemy is a dirty worker. He knows how to do it. Listen, we've all got a past. We've all got a past. Thank God tonight for the blood of Jesus. Thank God tonight the blood cleanses every sin. Thank God tonight that the blood shall never lose its power. Listen to me tonight. The enemy torments your life through past failures or weaknesses or sin. 
I thank God tonight I stand here by the grace of God. And thank God tonight I know I do have a past. But praise be to Jesus that past has been washed in the blood. And tonight I've got a future in Jesus. And we are here to tell you that there's victory in the Lamb tonight. And there's victory in Jesus. And so the enemy would say, you find me a man. I found a man for you tonight. And his name is Jesus Christ. There's people here tonight that are tormented. One of the greatest battles that we face in these days. Listen, one of the greatest battles that this last generation are going to face is a relentless attack upon the minds of the saved and the unsaved. An unleashing of demonic powers. Revelation chapter 9, we looked at it last week. When that bottomless pit is pulled open and all the demons of hell come raging out and all the locusts and all the powers of darkness come pouring out onto this earth and begin to torment the people. I want to tell you what the Bible says. Those that have the seal of God, those that are sealed with the Spirit, those that are washed in the blood tonight, friends, that the devil has no power over us. And so why would the devil torment you? Has he found an entrance point? Has he found a gap in the hedge? Has he found a place where he can enter in? Where he begins to torment you? Has he found a weakness in your life where he comes and begins to torment your mind and torment your life and whisper lies right into your being? And then those lies, you know what we do? We begin to believe them. We actually believe the devil before we believe God's Word. And we begin to allow these lies to be going over in our head. And know what happens then, what even happens amongst God's people. Listen to me tonight, friends. What happens amongst God's people? We begin to talk the devil's language. We actually come into agreement with what the devil says rather than what the Word of God says. And so we speak Death over our beings. We speak death in our conversations. We begin to talk completely contrary to the Word of God. And there's power in God's Word. It's a living Word. Brothers and sisters, tonight we need to repent of those things and come again and align ourselves to the Word of God. And so we allow the enemy, the giants in our lives and in our minds to come and to lay hold of us And the Bible calls these things strongholds. Would you say the word strongholds? Do you know strongholds are real? They're fortified places. And they begin to build up in our minds. We begin to think a certain way. We begin to act according to the strongholds in our minds. And the devil loves strongholds. The Bible says this, listen carefully. That the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ to break every stronghold. Do you not believe it? And so, so many tonight are facing giants. Many live a life of complete, total brokenness. They have been wronged. There's been an injustice. And they face this giant that I have to live my life in the context of the circumstance that's happened to me. 
and they lived that life in that con. Not that the situation that happened wasn't real or painful, but they lived their lives in the light of the circumstance rather than in the power and the deliverance and the healing that there is found in Jesus. And so they live a life concerning or in the context of their experience. Let me tell you something about the gospel. Jesus said that I've come that I would heal the broken in heart. He said, I've come that I would bind up every wound. He said that I've come, I will not quench that smoke and flax, but I've come to bring forth victory into those lives that even though you've been crushed and bruised, that there is one tonight and there is a balm in Gilead and his name is Jesus. And so we live a life in the light of what has happened to us rather than in the power that there is in Jesus Christ and the healing, delivering power that there is in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Goliath says, you find someone, someone who's going to fight for you. Let me tell you, isn't it great to know tonight that Jesus has fought and won the battle for us? You see, the Bible tells us that the battle belongs to the Lord. One of the great, one of the great tricks of the devil is this. He wants you to fight him. Could I tell you something? You don't have to fight him. Jesus already fought him, beat him. He's defeated and Christ rose and he's seated at the right hand of the Father and his name's Jesus tonight. We have found a man and that man's name is Jesus. Now how are you going to fight him? Well, David came up to Goliath, verse 45 of the chapter. And David said unto the Philistine, you come to me with a sword. Here's the weaponry of the enemy, with a spear, with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Who's that? That's Jesus Christ. Do you know, listen to me, this is wonderful. Here's David the shepherd boy. Verse chapter 16 tells us that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. As the prophet Samuel poured the oil upon his head, he was a man who was after the heart of God. God had instructed the prophet, don't you look in the outward appearance, but I've chosen this man, a shepherd boy, and he is going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and he's going to be the man that will fight this Goliath. Now David comes not with the spears and the shields and the apparatus of what we so often have today in the church, he just comes in the power of the Holy Ghost and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this is such a shadow and a type of the reality of what would happen. You remember in the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus has said, if you turn over into Mark chapter 16, this is what Jesus said. The last, Some of the last words that he said before he left this earth. But in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, Jesus said unto his disciples, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And then he said these words, listen carefully, and these signs shall follow them that believe. He said these words, in whose name? 
in my name. That's the name of Jesus. Would you say Jesus tonight? You know, the world hate this name. It's nothing more than a curse word, the most in this world. But I want to tell you, there's no other name but this name, the name of Jesus. He said, in my name, my name, you'll cast out devils. You'll speak with new tongues. You'll take up serpents. And if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall, what? Recover all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. David says, you come with me with a sword and a shield and, a, and everything else and all your apparatus. But Goliath, I come to you today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Peter and John filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. The next chapter, just like David here, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, then 1 Samuel chapter 17, he's going to face his Goliath. But Peter and John, the next day, it tells us in that chapter, they were going up to the temple to pray. Who did they meet on the way? The lame man at the beautiful gate. But there was nothing beautiful about this man's life. This man's life was a wreck and a ruin. He was carried to that beautiful gate. He was led there, not by his choice, but he was a beggar because he was lame. And he lay at that gate every day. But Peter and John are coming up that path filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the hour of prayer. And they were coming and they see this man and he looks on them and he's asking for something. He's looking for money. But they said unto him, remember the chorus, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of... Rise up and walk. What happened? That very moment, the power of God came into that man's ankles and he rose up and that giant that had made him impotent and a beggar land on the streets instantly by the power that's in the name of Jesus. He was raised up and he began to walk and leap in the name of Jesus. Could I tell you, brothers and sisters, tonight, there's power in the name of Jesus. This is a name that's above every name. John tells us it's a name that brings life. It's a name that drives out every demon. It's a name that brings healing to everybody. And it's a name tonight that sets the captive free. His name is Jesus. That's His name. You know, it wasn't Allah. It wasn't Buddha. It wasn't Mary. It was Jesus. Thou shalt call His name Jesus. Why? Because He will save. He will deliver His people from their sins. There is a name tonight that's above every name. There is a name tonight, brothers and sisters, that every demon in hell will flee from. It's not Tim McElrath. It's not New Testament Pentecostal church. It's no church denomination tonight. It's no great man of God tonight. There is one man and his name is Jesus. Let me tell you something tonight. Maybe that name doesn't mean much. Maybe you're here tonight and you're sitting in your mind and in your own heart saying, well, I've heard all this before. And you use that name as a curse word. That's all it is to you, just a curse word. Have you ever noticed in this world, have you ever noticed this, that if you say anything against the name of Allah, that the whole world's going to go crazy. They're going to burn down shops. They're going to shoot people, kill them and everything else. 
But if you say anything against the name of Jesus, nobody really cares. This word mock and laugh at the name of Jesus. Let me tell you what the Bible says about that name. And tonight you may not bow your knee, but one day the Bible says that at the name of Jesus. Listen, you're included in this verse. Whether you like this or you don't. And let me tell you something else. Whether you believe it or you do not believe it. This is what the Bible says about you. One day, every knee will bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One day. One day. Every knee. Do you know what that means, every knee? Do you know what that means? Every tongue. Every tongue will confess. One day. One day. Every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Listen carefully to me tonight. I gladly bow my knees to him tonight and confess Jesus Christ. Listen, I have no shame in it that Jesus Christ is Lord. No shame. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's risen from the grave and he is Lord. Every knee will bow. Oh, I'll never bow. I'll never break. Oh, what a revelation this morning. Did you hear it? When Brother Joe prayed, everything that Jesus breaks, he blesses. I want to tell you the day that I broke, when he broke this life, he's never stopped blessing us. One day every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. Let me ask you tonight, friend, what giant are you facing? What hinders you from getting saved? What blockage is there in your mind? You know, I, I, I believe in the demonic realm. Many people don't. I do believe in it. I believe that demons are real. I want to tell you something. I believe there's one greater than every demon. I've found a man. I've found a man that demons flee from. That man is Jesus. But I believe in the reality of the demonic. Probably more than what we sometimes realize. There is an awful lot of spiritual activity just in a wee meeting like this. You wouldn't believe that. Maybe we're all sitting so respectable. He's talking, demons? There's no demons in the West. or only in Africa and India. I want to tell you, there's demons in Balnehinch. There's demonic, demonic warfare even here tonight. What the Bible says, the Bible says that even Satan himself would seek to come and to steal the seed of God's word from going into your heart. Do you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to steal because that word will bring you your victory, your freedom. 
That word tonight is the truth that sets you free. And so even in this meeting tonight, that Satan as a liar and a thief would try to come and to steal what God would want to do in your life. Do you honestly believe that? I believe it because God's word says it. And so there's an awful lot of activity, especially often when you come to the end. You can sense spiritually there's a resistance. It's always a good sign. Tell you why it's a good sign. Because God's on the move and the devil doesn't like it. So there's a name tonight. Got an answer. There's a name tonight. There's a man tonight who's fought your battle and has won. There's a man tonight that gave us all for your freedom, for your liberty, for your peace, for your healing, for your victory, for your deliverance. I've found this man. I want to tell you who he is. His name's Jesus. You face a giant tonight. And that giant would scream lies into your ear and into your mind. And that giant would lie to you and tell you, this is what he'll tell you, listen, that's the way it is for you. This is the way you have to live. I want to tell you something tonight. This is not the way you have to live. Jesus has come to give us life. You're in this room tonight and you face that giant. It's real. Peter walked up. I love this story. Told it often. Preached it often. Told you years ago how I used to act this out with the kids in the house and somebody had to play the lame man. Somebody was Peter and John and we acted it all out. Then somebody would jump up I want to tell you, it's more than acting something out. It's a living reality that lame men walk, that the dumb men speak, that the deaf hear, that the blind see, that bodies are made whole, that minds are brought into their right thinking and they're clothed with Jesus and in their right mind. What chance are in your life? I want to tell you something. I found a man. I found a man for you. His name's Jesus. He's fought it all in Calvary. He's fought it all in Calvary when he gave his life and rose again on the third day and triumphed over all the powers of hell. Nobody says tonight, you come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And this is what he promises you. I'll give you rest. Do you know that's not just sitting on the chair and relaxed? That's a deep peace right into the very soul, into your mind tonight. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. I've found a man, and his name's Jesus. There's power in that name. Let's pray together tonight. Just every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.